bang, bang. back at it again. Yeah, Design Huddle, we got an episode for you recording earlier in this week. Um, Mustafa and I have a packed topic to talk about. Uh, packed agenda, I mean. It's Apple. Um, we have to talk about arguably the biggest tech product release of all time. Mustafa, um, so yeah, Apple I mean, there's, there's been uh, there's been quite a good thing, few things that they've actually uh, done uh, <laughs> with their Mac laptops in particular. Uh, up until recently, everything has been moving towards USB-C as the single port, and this has been quite frustrating for folks who've had like legacy devices. Mm-hmm. So, so the biggest criticism of Apple is um, selling dongles as a thing, and so like reducing the amount of ports. The thing that's interesting is they seems to have brought back HDMI uh, port back again. They've got like the MagSafe port for the uh, power back again, uh, as well as the USB ports that they originally had. And it looks like an SSD card reader as well, um, which is really, really interesting because I thought I was starting to buy into the idea of a single USB-C port, which you could connect all your devices to. And that seems to have gone back the other way, which is an interesting step. Um, maybe this is like the first set of devices that didn't have Jonathan Ives input in it, who Jonathan Ives seemed to be going to the more simplistic route. Uh, where they seem to be going back, so I mean, this has been very has like a really like uh, positive trend on Twitter, in particularly, uh, particularly in particular rather, uh, and so that's been really good. They've also removed the touch bar, which was also very very unpopular too. Uh, R.I.P. It had a good run. I only used it strictly for. I, mean, I didn't emojis. really mind it too much. I mean, it was one of those things where I never really used it. I've never been big on F using like the F keys for stuff. Uh, but obviously, the developer community hated it because it's quite a big part of their workflow. But yeah, no, I mean, that's that's been pretty good. Um, what's been pretty hilarious <laughs> is that on their uh, Apple site, they've released uh, a, po- a polish cloth. <laughs> I don't know if you know what this is. Uh, a polish cloth. So if you ever bought an iPhone or even a Mac, uh, MacBook in the past, you'd get like a little bit of fabric to wipe your screen, which I'd never used. I just throw it in the drawer and never see it again. Well, Apple uh, have, are making like a deep cleaning cloth, calling the polishing cloth, for nineteen dollars, and it's—I don't know if this is a joke. I gotta share my—I gotta share my screen for everybody watching on YouTube. Um, yeah. Let's take a look at this. What are the features of the of the, um, of the polishing cloth? Is this the greatest cloth? Is this the, the greatest, greatest piece, piece of, of cloth, cloth ever made? made? Ever made? Tribute. <laughs> um. <laughs> Shout out to Native C. <laughs> uh, it probably has microfibers, which uh, when it. I can't tell if the image <laughs> isn't loading or. Uh, is, is, <laughs> or it fo- is that it? It's, this is the worst image for accessibility I've ever seen. I can't even see it. Uh, well. Can you see it? it? I believe it's over. Yeah, the image is. Oh my gosh. This is the worst accessibility thing I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> the image is over here. It's a white cloth with no outline, no backdrop. So it it's got to be one of the worst designed well, I mean, product pages I've ever seen. Like I know it might be a hot take, but you can't see the. Well, what can you really? The thing is, what can white. you really do? You can't have a model just like like gently like <laughs> you know. <laughs> no, no, that's fine. That's fine. I'm not. Like, I don't need a model to see the you know, polishing cloth. It's people a ridiculous doing selfies thing with the polish cloth, anyways, you know, in but... the background. <laughs> that could be like a meme. 
It's not that. It, it, you can't see it. Like, we're looking at... Do you see it on my uh, screen? Maybe it's just me. Yeah, well, it's just... It's a, Can you see square. it? Yeah, I mean, that's... Basically, it looks like, you know, a skeleton screen when you're loading a site. <laughs> maybe, yeah, that's exactly my point. It was on screen for maybe 10 seconds, and um, I was like, so there's maybe no that... way that's it. But $19, but don't worry, but don't worry. I think it's free shipping. We have uh, to find out. Well, is that on, in, on the UK out. site, it says free shipping. So. I had to bag. That's good. I mean, so for Christmas, if you if you um, have, a, you know, what they call the secret Santa, where you have to buy someone something, and there's like a twenty dollar limit, maybe buying this for them, they would really appreciate that because it'd be, you know, <laughs> twenty dollars. Yeah, pretty much for a piece of cloth. Uh, but what's this interesting is, is, this is it's like twenty dollars in the US, but it's twenty pounds in the UK. Uh, sorry, it's nineteen dollars in the US and it's nineteen pounds in the UK. But like, um, that's actually I think twenty four dollars. Right, so the the British people are paying more for per cloth, <laughs> per cloth inch or per <laughs> per cloth centimeter. So basically, the one in so, the UK is probably worth more, or it's been ripped off more. Um, so yeah, now this is quite an interesting um, interesting thing. I don't want this to. Conservatively, how much does this cost to make? Conservatively, like including the entire supply chain, this cannot be. And this is a very high estimate more than like a quarter to make this i mean it's got to be less than that they're cutting it on giant machines like stitching the outside like there's no way it can cost more than 25 cents to make the markup is just insane (laughs) i can't can't, yeah (laughs) i can't get over it like Uh, ryan i think we're in the wrong business we need to get into the um, screen polish i mean i if, if polishing cloths are going for 20 bucks like we need to just start a polishing cloth business. I'd love to know how many units they sell. Like this is like, I guarantee you, if you just went on Amazon or anywhere and you just typed in like computer cloth, you could get one for a dollar, maybe even less, like depending on the quality. The bottom line is though, you put the, 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 you know, the cleaning solution and then you're wiping the screen. Like the solution is what matters more than the cloth. Like, I've used pretty low quality cloths and gotten the same results. So I'm also just like trying to wrap my head around like this to me just screams like I'm so deep into the Apple ecosystem that I'm like drinking the Kool-Aid to getting <laughs> specialized cloths for my for, to clean my screen. Well, yeah, I so mean, I just, like, there's think this it's trend, the that I've sort of secret trend on uh, Amazon where people would add really like fake uh, reviews for HDMI cables, which are really expensive. And so there was one that was like, I think, $1,000. And the reviews were hilarious. They're like written by almost comedy writers um, where they basically say all the magical things they'd use will happen when they plug in this HDMI cable. And this kind of reminds me of that. It's an overpriced piece of cloth. But speaking of overpriced, it's like the cheapest new MacBook starts at $2,000. So even the price of the devices seemed really, really high. Uh, So what I would say to folks, if you go to any Apple site, Go scroll down to the bottom, click on the refurbished section, and you'll find things which are much cheaper, which are still under warranty guarantee. Um, or like, it de- I mean, it changes depending on the country you're in. But um, in the UK, you get a standard year, and then obviously, if you can buy like the Apple Care, you get like extra years. So, yeah, I don't know. Um, it, Apple are known to be quite expensive, but uh, from all of the devices I've ever had, they do last and they do they are high quality. Uh, I, I have to say. I, I'm the first one to agree with you. The quality is super high. The they tend to have like really well done like hardware. Yeah, I know. But like 
I don't know. There's a point of division. So we're, we're in this world right now where it's like the creator economy, right? People are going to college less. Kids are like learning the same stuff they learned in college on YouTube and TikTok and social. And like they're taking like online classes that you can get. Some are arguing the same value as a four-year college degree. So the question is, is that like if you're a creator, I think it's getting harder and harder to justify a MacBook Pro when you're starting off. Like, like if you really kind of just take the nuts and bolts of what you're doing as a creator, of course, you're spending a lot of time in editing software, but like spending $2,000 and shelling that out, I'd love to hear from a creator if that is like worth the purchase. I think going the refurbished route is an obvious thing that I would recommend because you're still getting a very high quality device and you can get all the design software baked in. But um, how much, I think I had the prices here for a sec. Let me take a quick look at what the prices were. So there was, um, so the price on the Apple, what's the difference here? So there's three prices on the, on the Apple M1 Pro chip. So there's a one for 2,500, 2,700, and then 3,500 USD. Just like those are, I mean, for a studio company, like, them. and if you're like billing, you know, the, the, these are tax deductible, right? But for an individual freelancer, this is a huge investment. And this is why I think if Microsoft yeah. gets their act together, or like there's the release of a Chromebook that has like serious design tools on it, then you can see like that could be a, f a feasible option to go. Like, as the world is like using Figma, like, you're not really installing stuff anymore. Um, but still, I mean, when it comes to video editing, game development, music production, like you can't beat the software that's on the Mac and the performance that you get for it. Uh, I mean, it's just it is what it is, yeah. right? You know, the tools all there. Yeah. Speaking of the of the of the features, here's like the quick rundown of the specs if you're interested. Up to 21 hours of battery life, 2x faster storage, 11x faster ML. I don't really get how you can. I guess it's the querying of them. Yeah, but. Liquid Retina XDR display. Uh, the size of it of the of the new M1 Pro and M1 Max, like the actual width, um, or I guess the height, is like it's it's unbelievable yeah. how they have gotten it so thin and light at this point. Um, there's up the CPU is up to 3.7 times faster, 13x faster graphics, um, up to eight terabytes of storage without needing any like external, which is huge for creators. That's a lot. I mean, people from my YouTube friends, they just burn through terabytes of like, you know, external hard drives. So being able to have eight terabytes baked in is pretty huge. And then 64 gigabytes of memory, 1080p for FaceTime and HDR camera. And then obviously we already talked about the HDMI, light, uh, Thunderbolt and, uh, magic keyboard which i'm not sure what that is but it's, it's like it's harry potter pops keyboard. up and says uh expelliarmus when you type something wrong uh, the 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 thing <laughs> the other thing that's uh been criticized is the fact they've introduced a notch to the mac laptop um i think this is to basically try to expand and get a much screen space but obviously you've got the camera that sits at the top of the screen so trying to get to the full width um becomes a bit hard so yeah uh the notch is quite ugly because it eats into the actual screen UI. But then I, I think most professionals are um, are going to be plugging their laptop into a monitor anyway. So I don't know if that's even that important. Uh, so, you know, but, you know, people complain. 
because uh, they, they they like to complain but yeah i don't think that the thing that i think is ludicrous is the price and um yeah and the cloth but other than that i think you know it's, who's actually going to be able to buy this <clears throat> yeah i mean it, it, to be to, it, i mean i think the takeaway here is like people will always buy it it's a luxury good people love you know macbook pro like i've used the macbook pro for years it's definitely my laptop of choice um performance is usually great they tend to last a good amount of time i've had this macbook air that i'm literally using right now to record probably for eight or nine years at this point i don't even think it's really difficult to get software yeah. updates at this point because it's so old um so the one other thing that i heard through the grapevine and through like twitter is that the sound is really good which is not something that I would typically say is like something that stands out, but the new MacBook Pro has six speaker sound system, which includes woofers and two tweeters. Um, and Apple says during their keynote that it's 80% more bass. So if you're wanting to bump songs directly from your laptop without having external speakers, maybe that's it. And then the, the last thing that I just wanted to kind of bring home here is like just putting an emphasis on like the price here. So of course, so this is the final breakdown of the price. 14 inch MacBook Pro is 2000 USD, 16 inch, 2500. And the most expensive 16 inch, if you fully max it out with everything, guess the price. <laughs> 6,000, $6,000 to trick it out yeah, for a laptop. I mean... You better get insurance on that. Imagine if you just drop it or like, I don't know, it's just crazy that people, Unbelievable, but I get it. I mean, there's professional studios that like well, the this is their is, livelihood. So, yeah, and if you, but well, I think for individuals, I mean, the thing is, if you're really gonna, to... if you need a super powered device, like if you're doing any games development or video editing, like hardcore stuff, you really need like a, the actual towers, right? Doing it on the laptop's not really feasible. Like you just need a, a device that can process stuff really fast and efficiently. So a laptop, I mean, if you're going to spend money, you're better off spending money on that or. Um, there are other cheaper options to do stuff. So you've got like the Mac minis and stuff, which I know a lot of video production people do because they can just connect that to the monitor and then just process everything on there and just leave leave it to it. Um, but yeah, now again, it's like, this is for studio folks, right? Uh, and yeah, I think that's the, that's the audience. Um, yeah, I think overall it was a very, uh, I guess like the Twitter actions were somewhat quiet i think people were most excited macbook pro is like again fully tricked out but you know performance updates thinner kind of the normal updates that we tend to see from apple but um, i'm curious to see if anybody tries this like how how good is the performance i'm sure it's like yeah. insanely fast so um but yeah that's it apple's got a new 20 dollars polish cloth so i'm sure that's gonna sell quick so make sure you get over there to <laughs> get that <laughs> or not or just In get a refurbished Pro, machine. That's yeah, what I'd recommend not, yeah. all the time. Just refurbished. Unless the only downside to refurbished devices, in particular the phones, is they, like they, for example, Apple um, still sell iPhone eights uh, as refurbished, and they still support it. The, tra the, mm. the challenge is, is as newer devices come out, Apple won't support those older ones. So if the difference, if you're looking for cheap, the difference between an iPhone SE and an iPhone app eight refurbished is maybe like thirty dollars. So is it worth? going for the much cheaper option for a device that may not be supported in the future. Again, it's something to consider. Um, so yeah, so sometimes it's worth it. Sometimes it's just worth just buying the bullet and buying the real thing. 
Um, but there is another thing I wanted to talk to you about, Ryan. I just remembered. Speaking of cost, uh, you know Salt Bay, don't you? Salt Bay, the guy with uh, the steakhouse guy who drops salt on his on his. Yeah, so in the UK, on one of steak. he opened a restaurant um, about a, a week ago. Yeah, well, a customer oh, complained because they got a bill for uh, thirty-seven thousand pounds. <laughs> <laughs> I've sent you the. Li- <laughs> uh, I sent you the order? link. Um, basically, I mean, they've got on the bill. Uh, it's like Red Bull, a can of Red Bull for like fourteen pounds, which is about like you know twenty dollars, which you could buy for much cheaper. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, that Red Bull literally better give you wings. Like you better like yeah, grow wings um, after drinking. So, them. you know, uh, herb crushed fries were uh, forty-one dollars. Uh, asparagus was $25 <laughs> mashed potatoes $16 but still how does it rack how does it rack up like I, this is still I mean these are insanely overpriced items I think like, the thing is what, what, the, the, what, it's, the it's two things basically it's like the bottles of, of wine um, like one was uh, 2003 Petrus for 19 for, for $27,000 <laughs> I think that's basically what hammered them uh, but yeah, I mean, they've been charging like over like a grand and a half for um, a steak, which is like got gold leaf on it. And gold leaf is basically uh, real gold, which has been um, smashed down to really thin pieces. It has no, it does, it's not dangerous for people for consumption, but it has no like you know um, benefit as well. So flavor or anything? It's yeah, just it just looks look. like to me this is just like <laughs> this. <clears throat> No, this just screams like a culture of excess. We're just like wasting gold and wrapping it in meat. Like I feel like there's better you know, uses of our. You know, in the US they have like a gold rush where that. people would be like sieving through gold. They're probably doing the sewers now <laughs> because they could probably. <laughs> so... <laughs> but well, yeah, we're going down rabbit holes. But like, I want to go down this one. So there's a, so there's like a, what's it called? The Diamond District in New York. So there's people that like will find like small bits of gold that I guess get like dusted off and transported because of all of the jewels and gold that come in and out of the area. So there's people that like comb the sidewalks trying to find like microscopic pieces of gold, but then it like, you know, it can add up. It's still gold that you can melt down and turn into something else. So I was watching this like series about how this guy's full-time job is just to crawl that whole district and just like trying to find small pieces. Yeah, no, because if you get like a blow, because I've seen it, because uh, I've been to jewels in Turkey. If you get like a blowtorch and just burn all the dust burns immediately, then you can see the droplets of gold, and because it just melts and moves around, and then you can slowly just so cool. like almost like herding sheep <laughs> and get all the droplets to go together. So you. And what, just like kind of pull yeah, pretty it, much. If you've got together. like a, um, you know what dentists use to like scrape teeth, like one of those tools that you slowly just start moving the droplets of gold. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, I'm not sure if you'd be allowed to do that on the streets of New York, walk around with a blowtorch, going, "I'm just looking for gold." Um, but going going back to <laughs> what it's Nusret Et, I think it's Nusret uh, Gökçe, which is like the um, Salt Bay's real name. Uh, there was a journalist from the Guardian who's I think his job is to. Uh, review f- restaurants so what he did was because he thought it was just such a waste of money he got a table and a tablecloth and then just bought like a, a kebab for like nine dollars and just sat outside and ate it when taking pictures <laughs> this is probably more tasty than what's going on inside so yeah i think those restaurants are designed for instagram accounts you know influencers to take pictures and then i know share with people like i, I can't see the point in spending a hundred dollars for a burger it can't be that good. It can't be. That. 
It's not. I think that's why like there's food for me has a point of diminishing return, right? Where it's like, no matter how good it is, there's a level that like, once you meet a certain threshold, it's not worth the additional price. Like very rare. Have I ever been like something over, I don't know, 75 USD is worth the price. Like that's an insane amount of money to spend on a meal. So it's it comes like, about more the experience, right? Um, you know, I don't know. I just, I the experience, I suppose. But yeah, I mean, the one thing I will say is that like the way that like these restaurants, you know, their viral marketing strategy a lot of times is like, let's get a bunch of people with a lot of cloud and following, bring them into the restaurant, they'll comp the meal. And the people are just like filming this content. So it's like the show around it, right? Like Salt Bay got famous because it's so ridiculous on how he salts, you know, salts the steak. So it's like a lot of it is just like you're paying for the theater of like going out to dinner again. I don't think it's anywhere worth anywhere near the price. I've heard the the, the food is like what well, you expect it to be, good, right? <laughs> but no way anywhere close to justifying. I mean, if it's not, then the business it would be shut down fairly quickly. But um, I agree, it's kind of a gimmick. I, I like. I, I think it's funny that like how pop. It's also like I feel like he the Salt Bay dude is like still trying to remain relevant, right? So like he has to like open up new restaurants or like do something else because he had that like you know, he was viral sensation and he's kind of been riding the, you know, riding that for a while. So I'm like actually kind of surprised he was able to open a restaurant, you know, is it yeah, in like nice a posh area? Oh, but he, is that like, it's got like 15 of them around the world, usually in like, like Dubai or wherever. Like it's like, look, look. Oh wow. Yeah, well, I didn't like, realize it was that the, luxury. It's like, he, he's like hit the um, influencer market, right? So I suppose the question is how different is this to like yeah. Apple products? I know it seems like a, like if <laughs> I like that no no because like, I mean, back to the, the reason time. why I brought up is when you mentioned <laughs> the concept of like um, opulence and decadence and it feels like if if you're a regular user buying spending six grand on a laptop seems like diminished returns like what are you actually going to be getting from this I mean is it it's like that thing where I think Sony were probably the first company to do this is when they turned something that was primarily a geeky product, which is the PlayStation one. And they made it an iconic thing where they'd pay like uh, R and B singers and uh, rappers to have the PlayStation like in their music videos. And this was in the nineties where the music videos were like these big theatrical things where millions were spent on them. Right. Like, you know, I mean, like, but <laughs> dude, I missed that. Was, like, I you remember, that like, Buster Rhymes spent like 2 million on that music video, I think with him and Janet Jackson, you know, like, so it's like, yeah. they were really big productions. And so having product placement was a big thing. And, the PlayStation and then later on the iMac, I think Apple rode that wave as well. Uh, having the tech, the joypad of the, the PlayStation 1 was like an iconic thing. So I can see why people buy these devices to feel like they're a part of the theater of like, you know, um, opulence and decadence and as if they're part of a tribe. But then there's the other side of if you're making a hundred grand a year, let's say, as a designer, six grand is probably a good investment, right? You know, for and also it's tax deductible as well if you're a freelancer. Um, but it's like, is there like a line where it's almost like this Nusret? Like, you know, is is a, a gold leaf Macintosh laptop really worth it? I don't know. Can you do the same thing on a Chromebook? I know that sounds funny. <laughs> I mean, it's a status thing, right? Like it's a luxury good. So it's like part of it is like you have the Apple logo. They've built their brand like that for a while. Like they know the prices are obviously the markup is insane. They know that the people are like, they know their core audience is going to buy it, but it is a luxury good. 
like there is you can get a like the thing that I like I think I, I struggle with as someone that loves tech and loves design is like as more and more companies like come about and as we can like create smaller and smaller computer chips at a more reasonable cost like there's a ton of competition there should be like the price the average price of a laptop should be getting more and more competitive but now we just have this tiered structure but the thing I will say that is beneficial is like you can get you know a $500 laptop that is like really good like that, that does all the core stuff that you need. And I think that, that to me is like, that's exciting. Like, I think that like, I think Dell still does a good job at like creating a budget friendly um, laptop. Them in HP do a great job. And I think Chromebook is the other one that I would throw into the mix, especially for um, the education system. Like a ton of schools are using Chromebooks because of the, you know, they're, they're durable and they like, they're fairly easy to use. So yeah, and I think they're really good um, for, for. I mean, I suppose the the yeah. the challenge with them is if you're used to Microsoft products. I mean, it's because it's a different way of working. Because you, you don't see anything on yeah. the desktop, although it does save stuff on a Chromebook. Um, and so maybe I mean that might be a generational thing. Uh, I was just looking for like, can you buy? Thinking of the gold leaf, uh, meat on in, in a threat. If you can buy a gold golden MacBook, and apparently you can, twenty four karat gold MacBook, which is thirty. <laughs> 30 between thirty and thirty-eight thousand um, dollars from the Alchemist, <laughs> the GoldAlchemist dot com, uh, which it's still cheaper than the that restaurant bill, incidentally. <laughs> which is insane, right? It's like save your at least the steak is gone. Like one, you would get at least you get a a gold plated Mac, but it's insane that people are paying money for that kind of and a gold plated toilet um, at the end of it all. Spark <laughs> a sparkly turd which you could probably <laughs> sell on eBay. Or maybe you get an NFT of it. I don't know. Maybe I'm I'm mixing all these different things. So yeah. All this all the new all the new tech trends. Um yeah, well that's it. I mean, we really covered everything today. Expensive dinner bills, the new uh MacBook Pro, the new polish was a And a golden cloth. turd, which is a metaphor for everything we spoke I will about, be I I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to say pass on everything we've talked about today, but I did find the topics interesting. So um, with that, let's, let's wrap Mustafa. Anything to tell yeah, people? I, I, like the YouTube channel you doing, talk about? Uh, is like steadily increasing. Um, the Dave Martin interview has been very, very popular, which is really good because he spoke about some really interesting things. So again, check out those and also wait for, an, uh, we'll interview a bunch of people. So uh, wait, check out those when they drop soon yeah yeah plus one to the uh youtube channel if you haven't done those so subscribe and then if you've been listening to us on anchor or spotify or wherever you listen to podcasts um if you're on apple Podcasts, it'd be awesome if you could just drop us like a review it takes five seconds uh, but yeah this is a podcast we you know moose fun is a passion project for us we've been kind of slowly growing over time um, the episodes take a ton of time for us to kind of like record and edit and like produce and come up with topics. We do like a lot of prep to make sure we're getting interesting um, episodes. So uh, yeah, if you have if you have ideas for topics, drop a line and we have more amazing content coming soon. So thanks for joining Design Huddle and we will catch you on the next episode. Thank you for listening to today's episode of Design Huddle. The opinions expressed are solely our own and do not express the views or opinions of our employer.